welcome to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Well, today on the Unicorns, we're featuring a relatively new Australian business, but one with a very bright future and a company already making big waves for all the right reasons. It's called Pace Paid. One word, P-A-Y-C-E-P-A-I-D. It's a startup business set up a few years ago by Bill Marley. PacePaid is a leading customer-centric hybrid debt collection solution. It lets businesses manage their end-to-end collection cycle while providing their customers with simple payment options, avoiding awkward conversations and reducing financial stress and anxiety. It also leverages the benefits of both digital automation and human interaction. My guests today are Bill Marley and the chairman of the business, Derek Kidley. Bill and Derek, welcome to the program. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Thanks for having us. Well, Bill, I'll start with you. You are the founder and CEO of PacePaid. Can you explain to our listeners what PacePaid is and how it works? Yeah, thank you, Justin. Um, you've, you've, you've summarized it pretty well. So PacePaid, as you've mentioned, is a leading customer-centric hybrid debt collection solution. Now, what I mean by that is our focus is on the business that is using that software and is also focused on the customer on the receiving end of that. We allow businesses to build and create their own collection cycle in-house using their preferred language, using the preferred methods, preferred communication channels. By doing that, we also have integration with multiple payment providers and we provide one of the most comprehensive payment options on the market that is specifically designed to help those consumers to repay that debt and unlike you know the traditional collection today in the market it also help avoid this awkward conversation because the entire process is automated so uh and it's it's uh, it also helped to really reduce that financial stress and anxiety because uh, you often find that conversation around repayment is extremely uncomfortable i think you're right there so to derek you've had a very a distinguished career in the corporate world. What was it that attracted you to the chairman's role at Pace Paid, and how have you advised Bill and his team since since you joined the business? So the, the key things for me in in my decision to join Pace Paid, if I think of the business first, it's probably three key things I'd mention, Justin. So the first one is that the debt collection is a core business process for all businesses. All businesses, whatever they do in terms of selling goods and services, they want to get paid for what they do. And in my experience, many companies, even some quite large ones, don't necessarily do that very well. And so I saw a great opportunity to assist businesses in this absolutely critical core business process. Mm. The second thing I'd mention is that the focus that Bill had on developing a leading digital and, as we say, SaaS or software as a service solution, is that I could see that this would be appealing to many businesses, businesses who rely on the more traditional methods or perhaps have built their own rudimentary in-house digital solution. 
And of course, with it being a software as a service solution, this is very important. It is much easier to scale that business in the future, both here in Australia and, and elsewhere. I think maybe a, a final point I'd, I'd make at this point is that Bill was also an important ingredient in my decision. And what I mean by that is he has deep experience of the sector. He really understands what the issues are and the challenges that organizations go through in debt collection. This deep experience, this detailed knowledge, this operational knowledge, for me, is critical in developing a customer-relevant solution. Mm. And so, Bill, can you um, can you outline what clients PacePaid works with and how are they using your software solution? Yes, sure thing. Um, our customers today, so we, we have a, a we work with different sectors. So everything from you know telco, healthcare, aged care. We we work with a lot of accountants and bookkeepers as well. When it comes to our clients and how they use the software, so they could use it from pretty much from issuing an invoice, creating an invoice from within the system to being able to run their full debt collection strategy in-house. We, the way we provide our solution as well is we provide us white label. What I mean by that, we essentially don't exist. So they white label the solution that it looks and feel like them. And then our, our clients will go ahead, build and customize the strategy using the preferred language. Again, what I mean by preferred language, the way you speak to your customers, your industry uh, acronyms, it belongs to that specific, you know, you need to speak the same language as your customers. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, we allow the customers to do that. In addition, we also have full integration with Xero and MYOB, um, and as well with some of the leading payment providers in Australia and overseas. For some of our larger clients, we offer custom integration into their core system. I'm a firm believer as well, Justin, that flexibility when it comes to debt collection in tough times is extremely cr crucial. So businesses can try and retain their customers and provide them with a top tier service even when it comes to collecting debt. Perhaps uh, a question to you both. Uh, there was a recent acquisition that Pace Paid made. Um, you recently acquired Australian Debt Recoveries. It's, it's the company's first acquisition, perhaps the first of many to come in due course. How did that transaction come about? And how did you go about putting that deal together? Um, I'll, I'll start on, on this one. So I, I have known Julian Bosman, who is the owner of ADR, Australian Debt Recoveries, for probably sometimes over 10 years. Um, and over the years, we've sort of all, always st stayed in touch and we talk about, you know, some of the challenges, um, you know, the industry is facing, especially, you know, when it comes to innovation and just, you know, overall, the lack of options that is available to businesses and their customers. Um, Julian and I then, you know, we discussed what if we had a fully integrated service, meaning, you know, a software that is integrated with a traditional debt collection and how would that look like for our customers? So first thing I did is I, you know, picked up the phone and I start speaking to some of our existing clients. Um, and you know, the answer was right there. The customers, our customers said to us, this is sounds great. They said, this is a service that we would actually pay for it. Um, 
Julie and I were both equally excited about, you know, just the feedback we receive, uh, you know, by speaking to our customers. Um, and we know that, you know, undoubtedly that this deal will create exciting growth opportunity, you know, within the debt collection industry. Um, and we've managed to negotiate an acquisition deal that is, you know, split between uh, shares and cash payment. Uh, Justin, it uh, just might add a couple of comments here. I mean, when you think when you're thinking about doing a deal, I mean, the critical thing in trying to make a deal successful is that you know it's a win-win. Sounds a cliche, no, I know, but it's important that both sides see you know benefits from what, what's happening. Of course, yes. You know, ADR, much more traditional, more mature business need you know starting to see in the market that they're missing opportunities through not having a digital solution as part of their end-to-end solution. For us. Obviously, uh, from Pacey Paid's point of view, newer, digi- more digitally driven, obviously requiring uh, you know to, to uh, broaden our end-to-end solution, and also uh, that uh, together that meant that both sides could see upside in coming together. And again, sounds cliched, but that's critical. And so what we saw was the opportunity to broaden our offering, make it end-to-end, and the. PC paid and uh, ADL were complementary, and uh, that meant that we're not cannibalizing each other's business, which unfortunately does ha- happen sometimes when it does happen, you know, in acquisitions. So what this now allows us to do now is have complementary businesses focused on key sectors that we were both interested in, such as telco and health sector, and you know what it gives PC paid as the startup business is the more mature ADR generating a good positive cash flow, which is critical in helping us to continue to invest and develop our digital solution. And so what then, Derek, do you see as the significance of the transaction? Is it, is it what you've just alluded to? Yeah, the way I'd sum this up, uh, to be honest, Justin, is that in simplest terms, it is the catalyst to enable the next stage of growth. Right. Yes. Because, you know, we can uh, obviously offer the PC paid solution to their customers. We can, you know, we can take the ADR solution and take it to the PC paid customers. We can go to new customers with a comprehensive end to end solution. And by generating this additional cash, it means that in the short term, you know, we can start to further invest in our capability and functionality, which is critical to drive growth. So for us, it's just an engine of growth and it just pushes us along that growth trajectory much more quicker than if we'd been on our own. So the whole idea of debt collection is obviously a bit of a, a triggering event for for many people. There's been a lot of media attention recently about cost of living pressures, inflation's going up, household debt's going up, interest rates have been going up. So how then does the business balance the fine line of collecting debt, but doing it in a compassionate way? Great question, Justin. Um, and you know, as you've highlighted, consumers today are most definitely under enormous amount of pressure, and we've seen it every every day when it comes to staying on top of their repayments. And for businesses, they need to find a way to balance cash flow, and they need to be collecting their debt while you know at the same time you're trying to retain that customer and provide that you know, positive customer experience. So one of the things that I've been doing is I've, you know, we've been talking to the Financial Counseling Australia because we really focused on building a solution that would help the consumers deal with these challenges. Um, And I'll give an example about some of the things we're doing. So one of the first thing we're doing is 
with reaching customers out of their preferred communication channels. What I mean by that is, you know, do you want to talk to us on chat, you know, on WhatsApp, on SMS, however you want to communicate. So that's, that's number one. Then we take it a bit further from that by providing that comprehensive repayment option. So we don't believe in one size fit all because every consumer situation is different. So we have you, so we businesses can offer their customers multiple way to, you know, repay their debt. Um, and it's all done with on within the same platform. Because what I do believe, and this is coming from years in debt collection, the minute there is a loss in communication or there's a breakdown in communication between the business and that consumer, you know, your chances of recovering that debt diminish. Um, and I, I strongly believe that, you know, debt collection doesn't have to be difficult. It's actually quite simple as long as you have the ability to offer your customers option when it comes to repaying their debt. Um, and one thing that maybe I'll save it for, hopefully next time we come back on the podcast, but we are developing one of the most comprehensive automated repayment assessment tool. Uh, this, in my opinion, will be an absolute game changer. And I uh, look forward to sharing some more on that, uh, you know, in the next You're teasing months. me, Bill. I'd like to hear a lot more about that, yeah. but <laughs> when the, perhaps when the time is right. Um, Derek, I'd like to go back to something you raised a little bit earlier about the whole issue of collecting debt and, and that businesses, and by that Australian businesses, typically are not good at it. Why do you think that is? And why do you think there's a reluctance for businesses big and small to chase debt that is owed to them in a timely fashion? So I think um, there's a number of reasons I could I could highlight, Justin, maybe just pick a couple. You know, the first one is that quite rightly, you know, often on the CEO and executive team's agenda is about it's about growth, right? How do I grow mm. the business? And sometimes, you know, that absolute focus, which is, is not a bad thing in any way, of course, on growing the business, some of the, you know, the, 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 what I would call the middle and back office procedures and processes don't quite get the same level of focus because it's all about how do we grow the business. And sometimes yes. it's only, you know, the CFO or a small team who are focused on, you know, the, the, the collection part, part of it. I think the second point I'd make, which is sort of building on a comment that Bill has shared with you earlier, is that often that then means that the systems and processes that they have are pretty basic and pretty rudimentary. And they're not really focused on how do we get build into the fabric of our processes, understanding the customer, communicating him in a way that they want to be communicated so that we actually understand how best to deal with them and chase the, you know, chase the cash. And I think, you know, that those two things mean that it doesn't get the priority. It doesn't get the focus uh, in, in many organizations that perhaps uh, the more exciting areas, if I can call it that, of you know, growing the business get. Mm, I'd strongly agree with you on that. Well, let's look at let's look at PacePay. The company has has grown strongly since inception. You've just made an acquisition. You've brought on more staff. The business is profitable. Let's get the crystal ball out, uh, Bill and and Derek. What what's next for the business? I take this one, um, Justin. For us, it's it's been now about six weeks since we've completed that acquisition. And I, you know, I have to say the response that we've been receiving, it's been extremely positive, uh, which is we're really, really happy with that. Um, our goal 
for the next six months is to really embed the pace-based technology into ADR um, existing service offering. Um, and, you know, we also do have some very aggressive growth plans. So we, at the moment, we're looking at um, bringing on some top sales talent to help us win a solid market share in Australia. Uh, the next phase is, uh, which is I've hinted at before, is the product launch that will be coming sort of in the next two to three months. Uh, and that will be a complementary service for both PacePaid and ADR. Just, I'll just add a couple of comments, if I may. And, you know, one of the areas that I'm focusing on working with Bill and, and the team as we go forward, again, drawing on some of my experiences, you know, it's great to have a good strategy but um, and a good goal about what you're trying to achieve. But often where the deficiency is, is, is in execution, right? How do you actually make this happen? So, you know, you can have the best plans in the world, but if you don't execute well, then unfortunately, you know, you don't get the full benefit. So to reiterate, and it won't surprise you that, you know, Bill and I aligned on this, that, you know, getting this uh, transaction bedded down, getting the benefits from that as quickly as possible to create the right platform, then to further enhance, you know, the solution, the functionality and the growth plans is critical. But really, you know, getting that uh, uh, kind of both, both kind of as a business in the market and culturally getting the teams working close together and making it feel like one business as soon as possible, for me, is a really critical objective over the next, you know, three to four months. Bill, as the CEO and, and looking at um, the, the P&L of the business, your own business, will you need to raise capital soon? And if so, what is the timeline for that? At this, at this stage, like as Derek mentioned earlier, our focus for the next, you know, four to six months is to really, um, you know, focus on integrating the business. There is a lot of opportunity within both businesses to upsell as well. Um, since we are profitable, um, we don't have this immediate need to raise funds. However, we will be looking at kicking off some conversations with investors over the next uh, few months. And we do plan on raising funds sort of towards end of this year, the first quarter of next year. And what about overseas? What what does the market um, look like internationally? And do you have any plans to take the business abroad? Look, most definitely. Um, the face-based solution from day one, we built it uh, with, you know, uh, with capabilities that allow us to operate anywhere in the world. We are, you know, still very early days, but we're looking at exploring, uh, potentially uh, launching our office in Singapore as a first step. Um, I believe there is uh, immense amount of growth that's happening in the Asia pack, but that doesn't exclude the rest of the world. We definitely be looking at other options, um, starting with Singapore. In, when you look at your business, it is it is agnostic from a technology point of view, in that it can be used across any sector, any industry. Is there uh, perhaps a sector or an industry that is that is underserviced at the moment that um, you, you'd like to take um, more of a stranglehold on? Have have more market share in a particular sector that that you're happy to share? Um, I believe if I, if I stick to our strengths, our strength is really in the, you know, telco utility sector and healthcare. And if I look at the industries that is, uh, need some, some love, if you will, uh, I would say the healthcare sector. If there's the opportunity within that, it's absolutely enormous. Um, and 
uh, you know, with ADR existing knowledge in this space, you know, they've been serving uh, some customers for, for years and, and that's in the health sector space. I believe there is uh, some pretty big opportunity there. Derek, perhaps uh, a moment of reflection uh, from from you, if if I may. I'm I'm keen to know m more about your professional background. What you um, perhaps the early stages of your career, uh, what what you focused on, what your professional history was, and given that experience, what would your advice be to young business builders? Uh, like Bill, who are just getting on the just getting started on their journey of entrepreneurship. Well, as you know, Justin, there are books written about this, so this could this we could we could talk about this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but in but in all seriousness, um, briefly give you kind of a, my background. I actually started off uh, working in the energy sector in a utility in the UK. Um, mm -hmm. Had a number of roles there. Ended up in some senior management roles there around the business development, how the, you know building the business. In the UK, very large business. Um, in fact, a, you know, a business where this particular uh, issue that we're talking about was critical. You know, we had 18 million customers, so it was important to be able to collect the collect the funds. Um, subsequently, you know, from around um, 1997, I joined, you know, a, a large organisation around management consulting, and ended up over those uh, 20 years uh, finishing my roles with uh, with leading that uh, management consulting business across the Asia Pacific region. And so, the, you know, the benefit that that gave me was a great privilege that I had to work with many, many customers and clients, and obviously lots and lots of um, smart colleagues that gave you such a breadth and depth of experience around the issues that a business are facing and how you actually work with them to make the changes and execute the changes. And then, as I said earlier, execution is, a, is critical in business, not just having a great strategy, but making sure that you can deliver on that strategy. So when I think about, you know, um, a smaller business, an entrepreneurial business, and, you know, obviously I was attracted to a smaller business because I wanted to have the opportunity to be, to make a difference, you know, to be really engaged with what it was doing and hopefully uh, have some impact on how the business was, was, was developing and shaping up. And when I think about these businesses uh, and, and my advice to young entrepreneurs would be very simple. There'd be three or four key areas I'd pick out. I mean, the first one is it's hard work. You know, it's hard being an entrepreneur. It's hard being a startup. So be crystal clear on what you are embarking on. You know, you need to be prepared for things not going the way that you hope they would. They could take longer. So, yes. you know, so being resilient and being adaptable are absolutely critical in a small startup business. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, you've got to be flexible. You've got to change your plans depending on how things develop. I think the second point I'd make and this, again, might sound so obvious, but I, I don't apologize for it, is you really need to make sure that the business idea you're focused on is really meeting a business need. It's got to be a real business need. And then hopefully you can make sure that the solution you're developing is one that is hopefully addressing that in a rather unique way. I mean, simply put, if you can create value for your customers, this will create value for your business. Um, a couple of just a couple of quick points I'd also make, uh, if I may, around kind of the people side of it, if I if I Please. can. One is that you know remember that in that this new business, you know, if you're starting a new business and you're starting off small and growing rapidly, then you need people who can work in that type of environment. So you need to attract talent, and that talent needs to share your vision of the business. It's not only those that have the right skills and experience. That cultural fit in a you know, in a startup, fast-moving, 
changing business is critical. And so, you know, often you can find people with the experience and the knowledge, but, you know, are they the right cultural fit? And the fourth one, I and, and it won't surprise you, given my background in uh, management consulting, Justin, I'll say this, seek advice. There's lots to do. It's, it's highly unlikely that one or two people are going to have all the knowledge and experience that you need, whatever your business idea. So build a community, a community that you can talk to, bounce ideas off. Some of those will be within the business. Many of them won't be within the business. Some will be formal advisors. Some will be informal advisors. But getting that diversity of views, that diversity of experience is going to be critical in helping you navigate your path through growing the business. Very well said. Some some great insights there. Thank you very much for that, Derek. Pleasure. Gents, we're out, we're out of time. Bill Marley and Derek Kidley. Maybe I could call you the dynamic duo of debt collection. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We hope to prove that for you. <laughs> well, very, very good. Thank you, gents. Good luck in uh, in the years ahead, and we uh, we look forward to seeing the progress of the business. Thank you, uh, in in the future. Thank you for coming onto the show, and and well done. Thank you, Justin.